If you have your Bible, I'm going to go straight into Scripture this morning. We're going to be looking at a lot of Scripture, if I don't say so myself. And, you know, I thought to myself uh, yesterday, and I started praying because this whole entire week, I, I have a sermon, and I am so excited because I already see what God is doing through the sermon that I was going to be preaching. And I got so excited. I was like, babe, you know, it's like an hour and 30 minutes. I'm so excited. Everybody's going to be so happy with me. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's a long sermon, right? But no. I am so excited for what God was going to do. And so I was praying last night, but I wasn't ever felt settled in my heart. I didn't feel like, okay, I'm like, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? And my wife, the whole entire week, I'm praying for you. I don't know what God's going to tell you. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm praying for you. And so she started just praying for me. And we, I was like, hey, God, what do you want me to do? And so I thought, and God really laid on my heart today that we put aside what I was going to be preaching until next week and to look at what is happening in our world today. So many times I believe that churches are turning away, trying to avoid what's happening out there, saying, well, let's just ignore it and let's just go about who we are. Okay? We need to know what's happening in the world because God tells us to be looking for the end times, okay? So we need to be seeing what is taking place in our world. So I want to be talking about that today. So I wanted to put that message on hold, and I wanted to give you a positive, encouraging, loving, and also just to bring scripture into the midst of the chaos, amen? Now, unless you have been sleeping under a rock and you don't know what is taking place, there is what is called a coronavirus, okay? If you don't know, it's coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, okay? And it is spreading. It is spreading. Stock markets have been dropping. People are panicking. And I know there's questions in all of our minds, even our minds. It's what should we do? Should we not worry? Should we worry? Am I underreacting or am I overreacting? Should I buy extra hand sanitizer or toilet paper? Does the toilet paper go over or under? I don't know, okay? Well, I know we got all these questions going through our mind. Should we prepare for the end of the world, the apocalypse? Now, I don't want to come today and tell you or pretend that I'm an expert because I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know if it's going to get better and it's going to clear up. I don't know if it's going to get worse and we might not have service. I don't know where it's going to go. But what I do know is that today's sermon is going to be projected from a faith perspective. Faith perspective, amen? So I want you to go with me. And, and you know, this, this week, it's, 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 it was kind of interesting and funny because it's just funny how people react. I, I say it's like a, an ant pile. You touch an ant pile, and what happens? A little bump, and it's like, ah! Right? Everybody's like, okay, Satan's like, hey, watch this button. Boop! Ah! Okay? That's, that's what we're experiencing. We go into, I go to H-E-B, and, and I literally pull in the parking lot. There's no parking. People are following people to get in their parking spot, and I just needed a couple things. I mean, we still gotta go grocery shopping, guys. And so I go over there, and I'm like, man, there's nowhere to park. So I just kept on driving. And I was like, you know what? Another day, another day, because I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. And then I go the next day to Walmart. I go over to Walmart and I go in the home section, right? I go in the home section. I'm like, whoa, 
okay, guess everybody hates Walmart because there's nobody here. There's, there's nobody. I get onto the other side where the food is and it's complete panic. Everybody's pulling all the cans off the shelves, taking all the water, all the shelves are empty. I don't know if you've had a similar experience as what I've had, but I'm telling you, it is beyond crazy what the world is doing. But that brings us to today. That brings us to today and what we're seeing today. And today we're seeing that professional sporting events, conferences, concerts are canceling. Some schools are shutting down, not just for a week or two, but there are parts of the country where they are shutting down for the rest of the semester. Okay, there are travel bans that are appearing everywhere. Grocery stores are running out of toilet paper. I hope you got some, if not, and if you, yeah, anyway, no, we, we have toilet paper, okay? We have toilet paper, okay? Just, just saying. But I know there's a lot of us asking that question of what do we do? Do we ignore, do we stockpile our beans and rice and just stay home and quarantine ourselves for the next three months and never go out? What should we do? And so if you have your Bible, I want you to go where I'm going to go, the first scripture today, and the scripture is going to be in John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And so today I want to let you know that I'm not going to make any long-term decision on where the church is going to be if we're going to lock the doors. I know we've seen many churches locking their doors, going online. I am not going to make any of those type of decisions yet because I think it's very unwise right now where we are as a church to um, close the door. I don't think it's, it's that important right now to shut the doors yet. But it, let me tell you, if it does come to that point, we are going to be the most evangelistical. Did I say that right? Okay. It's a big word. Okay. We are going to go online and we are going to be the most evangelical. Little, 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 okay. We are going to be there. Okay. We are going. <laughs> oh, that's what homeschooling will do, right? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it feels like sometimes. But we're not going to make that decision because I want us to also have the wisdom. I want us to walk in faith, and I want to see where God is going to take us. And so we're going to go a week-to-week basis and just see where God takes us. But as far as I can say, the doors are open and will always be open as long as I have to say something about it because I believe that God still wants our doors open. Amen? And, you know, as, as disciples of Jesus, as if you, are, if you call yourself a believer, if you believe in Christ, you are a disciple. We need to not look in the lens of what the world is looking at the world like. We need to be looking at through a different filter or form our decisions because they should be different because they should be on the things above, right? And so why? Because we're not of this world. We are not to be conformed to this world is what scripture says. So do not like, so we don't want to live like those that have no hope. We need to be different. We need to be spreading the hope through it all. So today's message, I entitled it, Not Afraid. Everybody say, Not Afraid. Now, the emphasis is on not. So everybody say not. not. Okay, the T was not emphasized. Come on, everybody say not. not. There we go. Not afraid. So there are three things that we're going to be looking at this morning. And the first one is that we live by faith, not by fear. We live by faith, not by fear. When Jesus was comforting his disciples in John chapter 14, are you there? Everybody say amen. 
All right, so John chapter 14, verse 1 says, Do not, everybody say not. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Believe also in me. Now, I'm going to be going through a lot of scripture, so if you can't keep up, that's fine. We got the, oh no, we don't have a scripture. Sorry. Yeah, because I did this at four o'clock yesterday. I was like, I can't do this. So anyways, so the next one is verse 27. Verse 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now, I love how the NLT version puts it. The NLT says it this way. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give as a gift, the world cannot give. Y'all catching that? So don't be troubled or afraid. See, peace that goes beyond human understanding. God's not sitting up in heaven. He's not sitting on his throne and he's looking to his left and he's looking to his right and saying, boy, I did not see that coming. Okay, he's not up there doing that. He knows exactly what's taking place. He sees it and he knows it before we ever even know it's going to happen. Our God is faithful. He is in control, amen? He is good. Our God has a plan, amen? He won't leave us nor, what, forsake us. He's working in all things. And do we believe that this morning? He is working in all things. He is working on where we are today as a nation. He is working through the presidency. He is working. He sees it all because he makes all things that are turned to evil into good. He can use it for his glory. And so 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not, everybody say not, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. You see, we are not to be going out and panicking. We are to bring peace. How many of us are out there in Walmart bringing the panic as well? Okay? Are, how many of us are fearful? Because we're not made to be fearful. We need to have that faith. I remember going through Walmart and seeing Brother Victor and Kim, and, and we're just nonchalantly like walking as everybody's like going up down the aisles. We're like, we don't know what their problem is, but we're just going out like we just need stuff, right? And so we were just like, we're just sitting there talking, and we're just talking as people are going crazy around us. And we're just like, you know what? This is crazy. Just bring peace to where we are. Let it show through who you are. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we live by faith, what? Can you finish it? Not by sight. Not by sight. So the first one is that we live by faith, not by fear. And then the second one is we are sacrificial, not selfish. So if you have your Bible, I want you to turn to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And that number two point, if you're writing it down, we are sacrificial, not selfish. Now Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and we're going to look at verse 3 and 4. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Wait, did it just say what I think it said? Okay, let me, let me see that again. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. 
You know, during the early church, they faced some extreme persecution. They, they had it to where they were losing life for their faith. And, you know, the first century Christians, I'll tell you, they did not ever hoard their goods. They didn't hoard their goods. They weren't rush, rushing into Jerusalem, Megamart, and to grab all their emergency supplies. Because we, as a church, are a body of Christ. Amen? Amen. We put others ahead of ourselves. There's a great saying that a church always says, and I love it. It's saved people, serve people. Everybody say, saved people, serve people. Save people, serve people. We are to be saved. And if we're saved, we are to serve others. And how many of us are doing that in this time? And if you have your Bible, I want you to jump over to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 44. Acts chapter 2, verse 44 through 46. It says, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Every day we continue to meet. Every day they continue to meet. Now today is a time where a lot of people and we're going to see it as, as the end times come closer, as there's chaos arising, as people have this fear. People are going to be skipping church to play it safe. They're going to be skipping church to play it safe. And, and I encourage you not just, to ex, not just to display your faith, your worship, not just once a week, but on a daily basis, okay? We are to show it on a daily basis. Now, we're not going to... Um, now, what I'm trying to say, we want, the, we want people to see the church as a safe place. We want to see... When everybody we come in contact with, we want, to, we want them to know that they will be taken care of. And I want us to be there for, to be a safe refuge. And if you saw on Facebook, I haven't had time to send out a notification or anything, but tomorrow, I don't know if you heard, the school district here in Lytle, they're shutting down school until I think like the 20th or 22nd or 23rd, something like that. They're, they're shutting down school. Well, there are many kids within the school district that rely on that food, okay? They don't have food at home. These families rely on the food. And I was talking to the superintendent of the of Lytle ISD yesterday, last night, and I asked her, I said, how many kids are you talking about? And she said, well, the kids that need the food are normally the ones that eat in the cafeteria. And around 1,900 kids, we probably have about 1,300 of them that have to eat in the cafeteria. Okay, now some of them are out, some of them aren't able to get out. But I thought, you know what, and I asked her, I said, what, what, when are you, I know San Antonio is doing this, are y'all gonna be providing food for them? And she said, yes, we are, we're gonna have a meeting Monday morning at eight, eight o'clock in the morning. I said, awesome, I said, do you have a perspective on when you think you'll be able to give them food? Are you gonna be able to give it? And they said, well, here's the thing, since we have the meeting on Monday, we're not going to be able to do it Monday. Since we're going to be preparing it Monday night, Tuesday, we might not get it until Tuesday or Wednesday. And so I said, what would you think if the church came alongside and gave them a sack lunch to these families in need? 
And they said, I think that would be amazing. To the kids that can't eat over the weekend waiting for school. So what we're going to do is we are going to make lunches for these kids. So after service, we're going to go eat. We're going to come back around 2, 3 o'clock. Okay? Let's, let's plan for 3 o'clock. And we are going to start making PB&J sandwiches. Gloves on. We're going to have a snack for them. We're going to have a PB&J sandwich. And we're going to have a drink for them. And we're going to start making these packages. So from 11 to 1 o'clock tomorrow, if you want to get involved in the community, if you really say, I truly want to get involved in the community, I want to see a different in Lytle, this is the opportunity to let our light shine. This is the opportunity that God is allowing for the church to say, we are here. Jesus is here. We don't have to fear because we have the faith in Christ. And so if you want to help, please see Miss Sandy because she is pretty much heading this thing up, really. Yeah, she's really heading this thing up. She's getting it going. And so we're going to be here, and the, the line is going to begin at 11 a.m. So I would love for us to be here at 10 a.m. And not just to be here at 10 a.m., I want us to be here and pray over these lunches. I want us to pray over these lunches before they go to each family. Now, I know some of us are saying, well, I don't want to touch anybody. I don't want to touch things. I don't want to be in contact. We're not going to. We're going to create a line of cars outside, and we we will hand it to them. They will not have to get out of the car. They will not have to come in the church. We will give it to them as they need, and then they can continue and drive. So we aren't having a contact. We're not having to touch. So there is safety there and precaution there. And so I want to invite you because it's a perfect time. We heard in the beginning of the year that we need to stand in the gap. We need to fill in the gap. This is the time where we get to fill in the gap and make the church, you know, make Jesus known in the community. Amen. 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 Now, going back to what I was saying about being a safe refuge and people playing it safe, I do want you to know, because I believe that we are smart people. I believe that God has given majority of us wisdom, okay? So I believe if you're not feeling well, if you have a cough, then you'll, you'll listen to the podcast, okay? I don't want you to come out if you're feeling completely nasty. I don't want you to come out because I don't want you to catch anything because your immune system's down. So you play it safe. You know where you are in your walk. So I never want to force anybody or tell you you're going to hell because you ain't at church, okay? That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But we know a lot of people today, especially in this time, are looking for hope. And it becomes obviously unsafe and unwise to meet publicly and extend in the shift of everything going on. And so that's why we have our podcasts available for the ones that can't make it. Even today, even today, we have these podcasts so they can listen to it and have church online as well. But if you have your Bible still open, I want you to go to Acts chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 46. So just a couple verses over from where you were. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, chapter 2, verse 46 through 47, it says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Even then, God was moving. Even then, God was still, people were still being saved. And so with all of my heart, I believe God will use this time for good. I believe this is a turn to Jesus kind of moment. 
This is a moment where we can live by faith and not by fear. We can live a sacrificial life and not be selfish. But I believe it also in our third point is we can shine the light. We do not have to hide it. We can shine the light. We do not have to hide it. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the, lo- the world. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. You hear that? Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, during this time, this, this time where people are afraid, unsettled, anxious, they are looking for hope. They're looking for, a, they're looking for hope. So I want everybody to repeat after me. Hope, hope. Dealers. dealers. Okay? We are hope dealers, okay? We need to be giving out hope like it's anything else. We need to be giving out hope in every single location we are. We need to be giving out hope no matter where we are. The virus may be highly contagious, but I'm praying for some Christians to be even more contagious. Amen? Spreading hope, spreading love, spreading life in Christ. I'm believing the love and hope of Jesus spreads faster than the virus itself because we are not of this world. We don't need to grieve or panic like those who have no hope. Now, I did a little research in the New Testament that featured the word not. Everybody say not. So I looked up this word, and and some of y'all are going to be very familiar with them. You remember the time where the angel at the birth of Jesus, do not be afraid, bring you good news and great joy. And then Jesus saying why he came, I did not come for healthy, I came for the sick. Not for the righteous, but for sinners. We are not of this world. You've heard me say this many times. We are not of this world. Do not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Jesus does not lead us into temptation, but he delivers us from evil. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth, but store up in heaven. Do not worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough troubles of its own. We walk by faith and not by sight. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And like Jesus, not my will, but yours be done. So do we have the good news? Yes! Yes, we have the good news. Absolutely, we got the good news. We are saved by grace, not by works. Justified by faith in Christ, not by the works of the law. God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation. Amen? Do not set minds on earthly things, okay? What is that, Pastor? Social media, the news. Come on, set minds on things above. Let perseverance finish its work, not lacking anything. Do not, do not become weary in doing good. Do not become weary in doing good. Now, will this be a battle? 
Yes, absolutely. It's going to be a battle. We struggle not against flesh and blood. What? But against rulers, authorities, powers of this world. We will not be overcome with evil, but be overcome. We will but overcome evil with good. We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. We will not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. We will not give up meeting together. The Lord is our helper. We will not be afraid. We will not be afraid. And so as we're coming to a close, I want to I continue that we don't need to be ashamed of Jesus, okay? We don't need to be ashamed or the power of the gospel. It's the gospel that brings salvation to everyone and to all believers. We were watching, my wife and I were watching a movie on Disney Channel last night. And as we were watching this movie, this, this girl who just went into a new city, she was the oddball, but she became very famous inside this school and while she was there in the school she would sing she got their mascots to do some fun stuff they started winning their football games well one one night during a football game everybody was cheering on their team the crowd stands were going wild for their team and right when it happened there was a person on the other team that got injured and was laying on the ground and what do we do in football we be quiet, we take a knee. She didn't. She ran to that person. She ran to the one that was in need. And she held onto their hand. And she went with them in the EMS truck and went off to the hospital. I think sometimes Christians, we get to the point where something's happening and we get on our knee and we stay quiet. When in reality, we shouldn't be doing that at all. We should be doing what she's doing. During that circumstance when things are going on in the world, we are not to take a knee and be quiet. We are to get up and go out and run to the ones that are broken, to the ones that don't have hope. We are to run to them, give them our hand, and say, it's going to be all right. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He gives us faith. And faith is bigger than fear. Like the first century believers in the book of Acts cannot stop talking about what we've seen and heard. Not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, make your requests known to God and the peace of God passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus we are to be different amen not of this world our minds are not conformed but be transformed so we can do the will of God we live by faith not by fear we are sacrificial, not selfish. We shine the light. We do not hide it. The last scripture I want to read is 
from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 through 9, it says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not, catch that? The power is not from us. It's from God. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Amen? Isn't that good? And what perfect time for the coronavirus to hit than when we got Easter around the corner. Where we can start spreading that hope telling them it's okay. We sanitize the building. After you leave, I'm going to go back around and wipe all the doors down. I'm going to use the wisdom that God has given us. Amen. We still want to be wise. Wiped every handle down before we got here today. Just trying to be wise. But I tell you what, there are these hurting people that are lost for hope. Not just lost for toilet paper. They're lost for hope. It just looks like toilet paper. It just looks like water. It's a cover-up. They're hurting. They don't know. They don't know. And yet us as disciples, we can rest assured that it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Water bottles might be out, but my faucet's still working. Can we all stand? I don't know if you saw, but the president announced for today to be a national day of prayer. To pray for our nation and where it's at. And so I'm going to ask my beautiful, sexy, because I can say that, wife, to play and sing and lead us into worship. And as she sings, for the next five minutes, we're not going to spend long, but for the next five minutes, can we just pray for our nation? Can we pray where it's at? Can we pray that God will make divine intervention in our walk when we go to Dollar General? Can we pray that God will bring a divine appointment so that while we are walking, we can run into somebody that he can show us that we need to pour into this person? Can you pray for God to do that today? Because we still need groceries. I know you're going to still be going to the stores, <laughs> whether it's crazy or not. So during this five minutes, can we just worship him and pray for our nation? Amen. Amen.